Good morning and welcome to 137 episode of Miracle World today. This is part four, four, 48 of World and Wisdom. Part 48 of World and Wisdom. Wisdom line 278. <laughs> Let's go. Your obedience to kingdom instructions would sometimes pose you in conflict with your friends. Those who aren't willing to disassociate themselves from their unruly and antagonistic kingdom friends for the sake of the gospel are not wise. First Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 4 says, Take note of anyone this, who does not obey the instructions we have given in this letter. Do not associate with him so that he may be ashamed. Now, when Paul wrote to the Thessalonian Christians, if you read, you know, others, or if you read prior to this verse of the scripture, you will see the instructions that was given to the church of Thessalonians. And now when Paul wrote them in this verse, he said to them, he said, take note of any member of this congregation, any member of the church, any member of the association, any member of that organization who was not paying heed to all the instruction that was given in that letter. He said, once they notice such a person, they should, you know, you know, they, sh- they should not associate with such a person so that the person may be ashamed. Now, how will you feel? You know, you're a friend, you know, your friend in the church, a friend, you know, in, in association where you belong, who has long been your friend, and because he's not in line with the tenets or with the belief system of that organization, how would you feel to really discard that person? It is hard thing to do. I'm not about it. But anyway, when it concerns the kingdom, when you know that a kingdom instruction been given, and you find that one person is being unruly, hello somebody, against that instruction. The person is being disruptive, you know, disorderly or rugby or disobedient against kingdom instruction. You should cease to accommodate them, hello somebody. You, sh- you ought not to hurt them, but you should cease to accommodate them if they are hindering what the Lord is building. A lot of people are highly antagonistic. They are aggressive, hostile. They oppose, you know, everything God is doing. They are unfriendly. They are incompatible. So when when you see such people in an organization where you belong, and you know that that organization is doing the will of God and following the instructions of God, and somebody shows up to disrupt what God is doing, Paul say you should not accept such a person. You should not associate with such a person so that he or she may be ashamed. I repeat again, your obedience to kingdom instruction would sometimes pose you in, com- in conflict hello, with what your friends. Those who, those who aren't willing to disassociate themselves from their unruly and antagonistic kingdom friends for the sake of the gospel are not wise. So from time to time, you must sacrifice your comfort hello, somebody, to make sure that, that the kingdom instructions are obeyed to make sure that people around you are kingdom minded. And if they are not, you may as well disconnect from them. That's what I call high and by friends. 
Instead of you to steal my salvation from you, I would not mind to say to you, I still love you. Hello, somebody. But I have to insulate myself from you. Hello, I have to be distanced from you. Amen. Watch some wisdom number 279. The gate that leads to great and rewarding life always seems narrow in the beginning. No wonder only few people finds it. But those who would use their spiritual eyes will perceive life beyond that, that narrow gate. A lot of people do not know that some of those things that look narrow in their work with God is where life is stored. It's where prosperity is, you know, is stored. It's where grace is reserved for them. And when you do not know, when you're looking at the narrow things around you, you will not see the blessing beneath the narrow thing, beneath the narrow doors, beneath the narrow gate. It takes a man or a woman with a spiritual eye to be able to know that though this gate is narrow, this door is narrow, this business is narrow, this relationship is narrow, it is narrow, yet, hello somebody, you know, yet they continue to follow and continue to see grace and glory in that. If you don't have spiritual eye, you will never want to go through any narrow thing. Matthew 17 verse 4 says, But small what is, is the gate and narrow the way that leads to life. And only, only a few finds it. <laughs> Did you hear that? But small is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. Small and narrow is the way that leads to life. Even though that way leads to life, but the Bible calls that way small and narrow. However, the Bible says it is only few that finds it. A lot, a lot of few people, a lot of, of a lot of people today, do not always know or or perceive those gates that lead to life. They don't see it. For them, it's too small. Many people today, and they like to be in big ministries. I told you last time that God's definition of crowd is where two or three are gathered. They like to be in a place where everything is shining. In their own little thinking, they believe that is where God is. That is the headquarters of God because everything is sparkling. But you've got to understand that everything that sparkles are not wine. So please understand that small is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. And only if you find it, you can only find it if you have spiritual sensibility, if you have spiritual eye. And once you are lagging behind spiritually, you will not see when God presents this narrow gate before you, this small road before you. We consider it to be too small for you to fit in. And I read again, the gate that leads to great, leads to great and rewarding life always seems na- narrow in the beginning. No wonder only few finds it, but, but those who would use their spiritual eyes will perceive life beyond that narrow gate. Are you perceiving life Beyond that thing that doesn't look massive in your eye. Or are you blind to what God is doing in the now? May God help you. And every one of us. In Jesus' name. Word of wisdom number 280. It is foolishness to dislike people that has not wronged you based on your perception of them. Love somebody. You should rather make room in your heart for people until they have done otherwise. A lot of people today... They just see you at first instance and they don't like you. Or because of what people t- told them about you, they tend to dislike you when they meet you. Or some of them begin to dislike you even before meeting you for the first time. Hello, somebody. Second Corinthians 7 verse 2. 
<laughs> seven verse two. Yeah, it says Paul said, "Make room for us in your heart." What it was writing to the church of Corinthians, "Make room for us in your heart." He said, "We have wronged no one. We have we have corrupted no one. We have exploited no one. Why are you closing your heart, hello somebody, before us?" You see, look, we haven't done anything wrong, no, to you or before you. Why can't you make room for you, you know, for them in their heart? You know, why can't you, Corinthian church, make room for, for them, Paul, for Paul and his men in their heart? Paul says that this guy, even though they have imparted them greatly, yet they close their heart against them. Lost somebody. And Paul said, look, we, we are good with you. We love you. We, we've got nothing wrong against you. He said, why are you shutting us out of your heart? He said, we have not wronged you, wronged anyone among you. We have corrupted no one. We have exploited no one. We've only imparted you. We've only empowered you. Why are you disliking us? And this is what we do today. Many of us dislike people who are imparting your life, not knowing that the devil is trying to use such a thing to block you, to block you from receiving what God has for you through them. And until your eyes are open, you will never connect to what God wants to do with such people who has what it takes to transform your life. I repeat again, it is foolishness to dislike people that has not wronged you based on your perception of them. You should rather make room in your heart for people until they have done otherwise. Glory to God. Word and wisdom number 281. Despite how anointed you are, you would need the prayer covering of others, lest the devil sip you like a juice. Never operate alone. Paul never did. Hence, was always requesting for the prayer covering from the believers as to be effective in his assignment. A lot of you today think that, well, you can't ask anybody to pray for you. You think you, you fast a lot. <laughs> You're always in the presence of God. That they don't need anybody's prayer back and prayer covering. You think you have a great relationship with God. Even Paul himself, you know, had great relationship with, with the creator of heaven and earth. Yet he keep asking, pray for me, pray for me. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9, 19. The Bible says, pray also for me. What is That whenever I open my mouth, divine utterance may be given me so that I will boldly make known the mystery of the gospel. So that I will boldly make known the mystery of the gospel. Some of you need to understand, hello somebody, that you need prayer or, or coverings of others, prayer utterances of other believers, you know, you know prayer backings of other ministers, for you, if you must become the man or the woman God has anointed you to be, you would need prayer support at all times, spiritual support of other people. You are not a superman. You are not a superwoman. No matter whom you've become or what you've become, even though you are the king of UAE, hello somebody, United Arab Emirates, you have gold and silver, you will still need people, hello somebody, to back you up. No king ever succeeded alone. So chanting, you can do it alone. You need a brother. You need a sister. You need a pastor. You need a spiritual leader who continue, who you know, will always you know, cover you or who continues to cover you in their prayers for you to live long and last in your calling and in your work with God. 
Glory to God. Word of Wisdom number 282. What's going to be the last for today? If you desire to have a heart of revelation, you must run in the path of God's commandment for an enlarged heart of wisdom to be given to you. Psalms 119 verse 32 says, I run in the path of your commandment for you will enlarge my heart. You don't see that? I run in the path of your commandment for you will enlarge my heart. Glory to God. If you want your heart to be enlarged, you need to continue to run in the path of God's commandment. Continue to follow the commandment of God. Continue to do the will of God. Continue to observe you know, the dictations and the intentions of God for your life. If not, you cannot expand, divinely expand what God has called you to do. The revelation God wants to give you or wants to impart you or, or wants to bless the world with through you will not manifest. One man, a great man of God asked me in, in recently, he's been in ministry for about 40 years or more. He said he reads my book. And what marvels him is how I, I, I've been able, how I'm, I'm able to articulate some ways. He said, how do you articulate certain wisdom word? And when I look at that, it's not my making. It is an impartation of God. It is an overflow from heaven. God gives me grace to continue to articulate ways. When, when I look at the scripture verses, I'm able to articulate the word of wisdom out of it. And this man, I've read my book on wisdom and leadership. Say to me, how are you able to articulate uh, uh, all those, you know, wisdom word or insight? He said, it marvels me how you do it. Such a thing happens when God has impacted your mind with the spirit of revelation. When God has enlarged your heart with revelation. No wonder Psalms 119 verse 32 says, I run in the path of your commandment, for you enlarge my heart. Glory to God. If you today want your heart to be large, I want you to be a man or a woman who is willing to swallow every dictation from the Lord, who is willing to do the will of God, follow the commandment of God, and make sure your ears and eyes is open to what he's doing in the now. I repeat again, if you desire to have a heart of revelation, you must run in the path of God's commandment for an enlarged heart of wisdom to be given to you. Are you one of those that are seeking for something higher? One of the ways is to open your heart to receive and to, do, to, to receive a word from God and to do the will of God. Father, I pray for everyone that is listening today. I pray for grace and power to rest on them right now. Let this word sink into, into our every heart or into every heart that is listening or that will be playing this video or this podcast in the name of Jesus Christ. Let there be a massive door of wisdom and revelation open them in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Apostle Praying Blessing Chickas here, the senior pastor of King's Mercy Global Church here in Auckland, New Zealand. Follow us on in Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. God bless you. Bye.